Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Vienna, 1938. Austria is occupied by the Nazis. Dr. Joseph Bartok is preparing to flee to America with his wife, Anna, when he's arrested by the Gestapo. As a former notary to the deposed Austrian aristocracy, he is told to help the local Gestapo leaders gain access to their private bank accounts in order to fund the Nazi regime. Refusing to cooperate, Bartok is locked in solitary confinement. Just as his mind is beginning to crack, Bartok happens upon a book of famous chess games. To withstand the torture of isolation, Bartok disappears into the world of chess, maintaining his sanity only by memorizing every move. The film is called Chess Story, and we're joined today by the writer and director of this wonderful film, and that would be Philip Stuzel. Philip, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. Good to be back. Yes, and um... why did you decide to adapt Steven Swig's novella into a film? Well, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating little book. You know, it's a, just about 100 pages. So it's a short novel, I'd say. And um, over here, you know, you read it in school. It's, it's one of the classics about the dark times of Europe. Um, I read it when I was like 15 or so, and it sort of never let me go. You know, it, it's sort of one of these books that you, you, you read and they always, it always stays with you because it's such a, it's such a mesmerizing, hypnotizing dark secret about it. So I kept thinking about it and it was sort of part of the, 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 the books that were important for me and I carried all through the years in me. And, um, at some point, you know, there's um, some producers came along and say, well, we want to do a new adaptation of it for cinema. And I was sort of skeptical at first because I felt like, oh yeah, the book is great, but it's, it's, it has a very internal story you know i mean it's, it's a very psychological story and there's a lot of um you know it's told from the perspective of the hero so we we may read a lot about the thoughts and feelings that's sort of necessary not you know it's a great novel but it doesn't necessarily give a great storyline mm -hmm. for a movie but they had this idea that the um the ship which is in in the novel is a is sort of one of the narrative levels that are taking place in reality is in their version, they had the idea to, to, to adapt it in a way that the ship would be just a escape dream of the, the hero that is locked in the Gestapo jail. And that felt so striking to me and so much also in, in, in tune with the, the atmosphere of the novel that I felt like, yeah, yeah, that, that really makes it a cinematic journey. So I, I, I was really excited from the beginning on, on this project. Did you have any trepidations about taking on a project that was so familiar to so many people? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some, there's some, there's some old movies from the 60s uh, with Kurt Jürgens, the great old actor, German actor. And it's a very sort of theatrical movie. You know, it's, it feels very sort of lit, like a literature adaptation, you know, close to, you know, a stage play. And I felt, you know, there's a still, isn't, it's, it's okay, the movie, but isn't like a great, great classic in a way that you feel like, oh, you should never do that again. So, and I felt this sort of, 
idea of um, telling the, the, the whole story really from the single perspective of the hero and basically joining him on his way into madness that 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 made it a really you know cinematic approach for me you know because you could play with all the um you know the, the questions of what is real what is not real what is how do we override our trauma in our dreams or our fantasies so you know it felt like you know um, you could make it a, a surreal and very intense experience for for the audience and obviously like these days where you know tv is so strong you wonder what what are the stories that are still you know which need the the, the big screen so and obviously you know if you go in a dark movie theater and you expose yourself basically very vulnerable emotionally to to a story like a a, a story like that that would really take you and grab you and um, and never let you out until the movie's over it feels like you know one of the materials that feel you know is you know feel right for for the screen for the for the um, theater screen. One of the ways in which you heighten the tension over the course of the film is going back and forth between different elements of the story, different things that you were talking about in terms of what's real and what's not real, and it continues to intrigue me as a viewer becomes a bit of a detective story, trying to piece together what it is that we're trying to get to. And it keeps me as a viewer intrigued by what's happening and how is it all going to fit together? What were, what were your intentions? It's, it's, it's an interesting question because, you know, I, I spend a lot of time uh, with development. And obviously when you tell a story and you write a screenplay, um, you, you stick to certain rules and you know what, what you want to suggest or tell the audience at what point or what story beat. And if you if you um, um, construct a story that is almost like a dream, you know, these rules doesn't help you too much. So it's interesting because when you write it, um, um, you wonder like at what point of the story would you give the audience what hint? And at what point of the stories you want to um, make the audience understand or have a reveal, etc. And that is quite difficult to figure out. Um, interesting enough, I mean, it, in, in the end, like making the movie, it was almost like a guess, you know, and you would you would sort of um, deal with the fact that some audience that it is more sort of film aware, they would, you know, get the secret earlier than others. And then um, in, it was a bit of a drag that when we when we finished the editing, and we wanted to do test screenings, like all of the country was locked. So, you know, you wouldn't be allowed from the, from the pandemic, you wouldn't be allowed to have a, a test screenings because you couldn't fit, get people to get in a movie theater because they were all closed. There was a lot of strict rules. So in the end, we didn't, we didn't make enough, didn't have the chance to do test screenings to really figure out what the audience would get at what point. And now, you know, when the movie was released, it was interesting that some people would sort of, you know, um, get the get the secret very early, and some would get it very late, and some would, wouldn't get it at all. <laughs> so it's interesting that, um, you know, you have a movie that has very different perceptions in the end, which is, yeah. is kind of weird because as a filmmaker you always want to sort of um, you know you want to control the, your yeah. audience in a yeah. way but this this movie is a bit different so it's I'm kind of used of the fact that people would you know after the movie people would ask 
certain questions where you feel like how different can you watch a movie? So that's an interesting part. Yeah, well, that's it's it's interesting that you put it that way because in some ways the the way that the film unfolds is a bit of a chess game in and of itself. There are you move some pieces around, you give mm -hmm. the audience you know some clues or some information, and it becomes kind of it becomes very cerebral and on that level. And uh, so, so into, in, to that extent, I think that's what it shares and it has in common with uh, with it. Yeah, it's it, another thing that might be interesting is that the uh, Stefan Zweig, he he obviously is an Austrian uh, person who uh, emigrated um, uh, really early, you know, um, mm -hmm. and he he got you know as the war continued, he got like very depressed more and more because you know he he sort of. Um, thought that this this wouldn't end in a good way. You know, he didn't expect a happy end. He was basically um, uh, after a while. You know, he had the um, feeling that the Nazis would win the war, and that that really the world would face up. You know, a, a thousand years of darkness and brutality. And in the end, you know, he wrote that novel under the experience or under the um, you know. The perception that you know this would end up bad, so yeah. and um, he he wrote it and it and he put the manuscript in the in the in the mail to his editing house and then he killed himself. So it's a very sad story. Oh um, so that's that's interesting to know that the sort of the claustrophobic feeling of the novel and the movie was written written um, from someone and created by someone who felt there's no hope actually. And it's, obviously, we know things turn out better. The, you know, Americans joined the war, and um, Hitler was defeated. And you know, we have a you know a new world rose from the from out of the catastrophe. But he, you know, when he wrote it, he didn't have that hope. Well, that that really thank you for that because that really does put a it's another way to look at the film that I hadn't considered in that way, but. Yeah, the hopelessness. You never. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to in re, in my frame of reference to understand just how desperate someone would be. But yeah. that's one of the things that comes across in the film. Yeah, and interesting enough that the you know there's there's obviously um, you know there a lot of people in the arts um, try to reflect these very dark years, um, and obviously there's more you know more concrete stories about Auschwitz and the concentration camps and about um, the dark times in Germany. But um, he sort of, he found this metaphor of the chess game and the metaphor of um, someone losing his mind and, and losing his inner world, sort of the world of thoughts, the world of civilization, the world of being good. And that's, that's I think, why this, um, why this story is so intense and sort of has such an echo when you read it because it, it it's not you know it's not a realistic um image of what happened but it puts sort of the dark times and what it means to lose um civilization puts it into a metaphor and that's sort of the interesting part is sort of it creates a piece of surreal art out of something that is very real and happened I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the director and writer of the film Chess Story, and that would be Philip Stuhlzl. 
and the uh, film is coming out here in Southern California on mm. January 20th. It'll be at the Lemley Monica 4. That's in Santa Monica. So be looking for it. And the film is being distributed by Film Movement. You can go to their website, filmmovement.com, and you can find out more information about Chess Story as well as many, many others. Fantastic films that they're responsible for bringing to the public's attention. I want to focus on the, the acting in the film. It just is wonderful all across the board. Now let's talk about how the how you came to this cast and what you were looking for in these performances. Well, I mean, in, obviously the, the heart of the film, uh, one, one, one heart of the film is the, 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 the sort of the dialogues between the Gestapo guy yeah. and the hero. And um, which sort of are, in a way, it's a, it's a um, interrogation, but yeah. also it's like a, you know, reflects the chess game. It's a play, and also a, a sort of a conflict between the two characters. And the, the whole story is about how the hero, locked in his hotel room forever and losing his mind slowly, tries to keep up with his torturer. So, and that's obviously, you know, really a nice, um, you know, a, a nice layout for two great actors. So I really, really did a lot of casting and, um, and, and tried to, to get really people who have that sort of in the acting has the intensity and the gravity of, um, to, to, to play this, this, this type of um, very thoughtful dialogues. And it's it's especially it's it's a film for where you need people who also you know have a theater background who are you know good in words, good in you know shaping little details out when you when you when you have your lines is you know it's, because it's not about you know in some movies you know you have a lot of movement and you have a lot of exterior visual excitements and you have characters that that work a lot of other energies reflect on the character. But here, basically, if you have a movie where like just two people are talking in a room, you know, you need actors to uh, to pull that. So, and then after some casting process, which we've chosen these two, and I'm very happy with what they did. And it's interesting that the um, at the sort of they didn't know each other, and they had a. Um, if I, I wasn't really they they come from very different um, backgrounds, I'd say. And Oliver, that the guy who's the, who plays the hero, he's a sort of also in in his private life, he's a very ambiguous character. And the other character, um, um, actor, he said, "Well, I don't know him. Let's. I'm, I'm not sure if I like him. Let's meet before we start shooting the movie." And somehow, because both were so busy. Um, um, didn't meet, you know, it wasn't just time-wise, it wasn't possible. So at one point, Ö, Albrecht, the other, the Gestapo guy said, well, maybe it's good that we don't know each other. Maybe it's good that I don't know if I like him. Let's let's bring that energy to set. And, and, and that's really what happened. <laughs> so it was interesting because, you know, there were like this, this sort of distance or enemyship or estrangement. They really took that energy and, and brought it to said i feel you know even they didn't speak too much on the private behind <laughs> yeah. the camera you know they just tried to 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 bring it all and in, 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 you know feed it into the camera what they felt for each other his name is albrecht schuch he's a fantastic actor he's yeah he was wonderful Birgit Minchmeyer. 
is wonderful. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I, I, I love her. I, I just yeah. thought she was, uh, she was, she set the right tone in terms of just the relationship that she has with Joseph Burtock. I really feel like you take advantage of the art of cinema. You use so many tools in that toolbox to, to tell your story. It's beautifully paced. It looks great. The acting is superb. There's just a certain sense of you're in the hands of somebody who knows how to make a, a film when I watch your yeah. film. That, I mean, yeah. That's how I feel. I just, when I was watching this, I was thinking it's just down to the details and everything else. It's just a really well done film. And I, my congratulations yeah. to you for that. Thank so, you so much. I, yeah. I, I actually, you know what? I mean, I, I feel the same because I feel like cinema is such a part of many of many people and of many tools and many languages that sort of come together like an orchestra. I love if like all the elements play together well. That's, beautifully that's said. my goal always. Well, that's beautifully said and that's that's how I feel watching it. The lighting in particular, I was really impressed with the lighting in this film. Being too much of a geek when I mentioned that the lighting was spectacular. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's interesting. I do, I do, you know, I work with Kinas. This is the second movie I did with him. But yeah. I do also um, work with um, a graphic novel artist, and we actually did the whole movie as a graphic graphic novel before. Oh. So um, you know, I love to sit down for months and and draw stuff. So it's kind of interesting that you know, on, on set we do do partly then do other stuff, but even first of all, you know, in, yeah, I feel the storyboard is an art for itself, and it's nice to to have that time. Um, apart from the rush of the film set, where it's always about, you know, time and not enough time, you know, it's nice to sit down just with pencil and paper and, and nail it and, and feel the movie out. Yeah, there was that part of the film is a masterclass as well in terms of just the look. And they, they all have a their own look in the film. Whatever part of the story we're in, it tends to carry over throughout that that part of the story. So... Yeah, it's, it's also quite, I mean, to create, you know, when he has like these sequences where he's just alone in a room and he's, you know, you want to tell how time passes, how he transformed, how he transformed into, you know, more and more like an, into an animal. That's really something that's purely visual storytelling. You know, it's it's nice to feel it out in a, in you know, in a, in a graphic way first. I even did edit uh, storyboard images beforehand just to, you know, to feel out these sequences where he's alone, to just to check out, is it 10 minutes? Is it five minutes? How long do you need? What type of images do you need to tell his, his loneliness? And this, this, how do you tell a feeling that you're locked in a room and nothing happens for days or weeks or months and you lose the sense of time? Well, Philip Stools, Chess Story is a wonderful film, and I am so honored to have you back. As I did, I mentioned to you before we got started, you were kind enough to come on the show many years ago for North Face, and oh, just a wonderful film as well. And uh, my congratulations to you on Chess Story, Philip Stools. Thank you yes. so very much for your yeah. time. Thank you, too. Thank you, too. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. 
Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.